So welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show, and today it's going to be more of a Q&A format, so it's going to be your questions answered. We've had a few questions on our Elite Client Facebook group, and I want to try and run through some of those uh, questions and give you some answers, which is a couple of the bit basic bits and pieces here. So one of them is rather topical because I'm actually flying to my bear Spain tomorrow, and that's tip, tips for eating and exercising while on vacation or traveling for work. Now, fundamentally, what we want to be doing with this is actually thinking about using our brain and having some logic. So whenever we're out and about, we can always make informed choices in terms of what we can actually eat. Um, and there's always a better option and there's always a terrible option. So for example, if we were going to go, we're walking down the high street and we have the option of, say you're in the UK, you have the option of Nando's, McDonald's or Domino's Pizza, as an example. Nando's is obviously going to be the best of those three options. So we choose that. We then go to Nando's. Now we go into Nando's, you could order for example, a chicken salad, or you can order a chicken in pita bread, or you can order chicken thighs, cheesecake, loads of fries, and that would be a bad choice. And then you make obviously the better choice, which would be like the cleaner food. And that's what I mean, there's always in terms of better decision, a better choice in terms of what you can make. And a lot of that is like a snowball of consequences. So choosing where you eat first is probably gonna determine the food you're gonna end up eating if you're eating out. So that'd be my suggestion. One thing I always recommend as well, if you are going on holiday, I'd always suggest having like a free meal at the end of the day. So if you want to have some uh, enjoyable food and have some extra bits and pieces, I would suggest try and save that for the last meal of the day before you go to bed and you'll maximize and enjoy that the most. That'll make a big, big difference. Um, the other thing I would say second to that is try to maybe limit your carbohydrates slightly earlier on in the day so you can try and save them and bank them for later on in the day and that'll make a big, big difference in terms of Basically, what we're looking to do is manage our calorie uh, budget, essentially, which is very important for managing managing fat loss and weight loss. So that'd be the first thing. Second thing I'll look at will be in terms of activity. So when it comes to activity, when we're away, this should be fairly easy to get our steps. Uh, and what's known as a fancy word are NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Essentially, whenever we move, we burn calories. Um, that should be quite easy to get up when we're away because you should be able to Go exploring, wandering around cities, walking up and down the beach, whatever you want to do. Have loads of fun, go wakeboarding, paddleboarding, play volleyball, I don't know, play paddle with the kids, whatever you want to do. Be active and you'll be burning calories and that would be hugely helpful for you staying lean whilst you're away. Next up after that, what I would suggest you can do, if you don't want to work out and do your weight training or have a, a week break from that, that's fine. Um, then what I would suggest you can do is try and do some fast cardio every day before breakfast. This works so well to offset um, extra calories. For example, if you do an hour's fasted cardio for breakfast every day, you could pretty much eat whatever you want for the rest of the week, the week while you're there. Like, I don't think you won't really put on any weight. You'll get some water retention and some inflammation from that. But other than that, you'll have no issues. So that would be my top tip, would be to do cardio first thing in the morning fasted. If you want to eat plenty of food, and then you can enjoy yourself and relax the rest of the day. If you want to train with weights, is what I would recommend. You keep your normal training schedule, put the extra food to good use. That would make a big difference. Or if you want to try and chill out a bit more, there's no issues with that at all. So that'd be one. Next one I'd say in terms of actually traveling is I'd always suggest you fast when flying. So for example, tomorrow morning I have a flight at 9 a.m. to Marbella, Spain. I won't eat first thing in the morning. And I will eat when I get to Spain probably... I land at one o'clock, so I will get to my family's house probably three o'clock, so I'll probably eat around three, four o'clock um, Spanish time. So that will probably be a 20-hour fast or so, um, which is a good sitting, and it's actually very good in terms of improving digestion and um, allowing that to recuperate a little bit from eating a lot of food constantly. 
And But what that also does by fasting before you go away and before a holiday, it also creates almost like a budgetary deficit because I'm going to be in a massive deficit from not eating any calories for 22 hours or 20 hours, however long it's going to be, which means if I want to eat an extra, like, I don't know, want to have an ice cream on Friday the day afterwards, that's not really going to make any difference at all. So that would be some food for thought and some simple tips to help you whilst away and whilst traveling or going on vacation if you are going away this um, summer. Next up, Mr. Andy Nobles asked a question, working out at home, best exercises, common mistakes. Um, so best exercises for upper body, I would always go for push-ups probably and variations of push-ups. You can literally destroy yourself for that. So that'd be for upper body. Uh, lower body, the Bulgarian split squat. You could, If you had a sick, twisted mind, you could build absolutely jacked legs from just doing the Bulgarian split squat um, with just body weight at home. Like, if you did it and you did three seconds up, and you pause one three seconds. You go three seconds up, uh, up the top, and three seconds back down. And you just did that on repeat for like two, three minutes, and basically until you died. You would have your legs would be blown, and your quads would respond like crazy, 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 crazy from that. Um, that coincides with one of the other questions. Those, what's the best uh, exercises to do that you can't do in the gym and you can't replicate at home? Because that's going to be stuff where you can load. So, for example. In particular, with lower body, we need to tend to load our body with a lot of weight. So things like leg presses, hack squats, barbell squats really need to be done in the gym. Um, and that's where people probably struggle a little bit more at home. It's very easy to burn body fat from home and like get a lean, toned, athletic physique, which is what we've done tons of clients over the last 18 months of this madness. But in reality, when it comes to building like a lot of muscle tissue, you need to be able to have a heavier load to create an external stimulus. So... The big compound exercises in the gym would be highly effective if you can get there two to three times, um, two to three times during the week. Or if not, one of the other questions Andy's asked is best equipment to have at home would just be a power rack and a bench. If you had, for the average person, maybe 140 kilos of plates, a barbell, um, a power rack, and a bench, you could get some superb workouts from that. And then if you want to add on top of that some uh, adjustable dumbbells, um, would be great as well. That would work really, really well. So. Those would be my thoughts on that. Uh, another good question we have here is in regards to rest times. Um, so in terms of rest times, I recommend for bigger exercises, probably, so like if you're doing like a bicep curl, tricep press down, lateral raise, you can do a minute's rest, calves. Um, if you're doing things like a leg press or a barbell squat or a deadlift, two to three minutes, I mean, even up to five minutes. So sometimes I wouldn't be afraid to rest a little bit more if you need that. That's very, very important. Um, another question we've had from one of our superstar clients is Chris Downey. is in regards to aura ring. Uh, what's good HRV, respiratory heart rate, uh, respiratory rate and heart rate? Um, rep structures I've covered in a previous podcast episode about two episodes ago, so please go back and listen to that. Um, HRV is dependent on the individual. So HRV, we look at that in terms of the relevance, in terms of how it's improved or declined. And... Uh, you listen to this sitting at home or in the car or in the gym, your, your HRV will be very different to mine. Now, that doesn't mean you're run down or you're not run down. It just has to be relative to what your normal is. Um, very much the same with respiratory heart rate, respiratory rate and heart rate. So um, they're all tools we look at and we look to monitor progression or regression. And that's where the aura ring is great and really, really important to use um, because it has a huge impact in terms of allowing us to see if there might be some issues in terms of... Um, possible central nervous system fatigue or anything on those side of things that can cause problems so oaring is a great tool i'm personally a massive fan of using it for tracking steps and that general activity 
which we refer to if you're going away on holiday. So it's a big, big tool. Great for sleep tracking as well. So I would highly suggest getting one of those. I have recently got a Whoop band. Not a fan. Already getting pissed off with it after a week. Uh, yeah, I don't. Aura Ring's king. So there we go. Um, sorry, Dan. He's one of our coaches who loves Whoop because he's in the CrossFit, but not my, not my gig. Um, and the final question we're going to tackle in this short, concise episode of the podcast is power napping 15 to 20 minutes several times per week what are the effects on training or the results the reality is if you want a power nap and you can sleep concisely in that we're in window of time that can be incredibly refreshing and can work incredibly well for you particularly from a cognitive point of view however myself i can never sleep during the day um, and i wouldn't recommend it something that you necessarily have to do or you should even think about stressing about doing but if something you can do you get tired you want to sleep that's fine the big thing I want you to think about, though, if you're in a fat loss journey, you have, like I mentioned about Aura Ring earlier in terms of tracking activity. So this is, this is we're going to put a scenario together here. So you're the client there, sit and listen to this. I'm the coach. I drop your calories by 200 calories. And then next week, like Monday, you're tired. You, you move around a lot less. You do four, 5,000 less steps. You burn, less, burn 200 calories less because of that. Now, guess what? That 200 calorie deficit I've created from your diet it's been equaled out so you will have no fat loss that week that's where you have to be careful with power napping and sitting down more and being less active because it can have a negative impact in terms of fat loss if you're moving around less so these are some of the client questions we've had come through on our facebook group this week with podcast podcast subjects and q a's i hope this is helpful want to keep it short concise and to the point I hope you see you in the next episode of The Shredder Show. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. And as always, if you have any questions or need any help with your own training, fitness, or building your ultimate body, feel free to drop me a message on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Or also give me a follow at Charlie J Fitness on Twitter, which is a new account I've just started to use to try and uh, have some fun with on the platform. So we'll see you next time in the next episode, and I'm off to Spain tomorrow. Enjoy.